Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Bring it on. Oh, I just got all of that. I'm so happy. <laughs> Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Back. It has. Oh, my gosh. Too long. It was December, December 7th, just in case. Did you look? Is that the I one looked you it up watched in case earlier? You were wondering. Yep. Yep. Oh, guys, my microphone took a shit in the <laughs> yard when Nene was on her way up. I was literally carrying it in, and all of a sudden it got light, and I didn't even realize <laughs> that it fell. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, but here we are. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I posted a little Instagram story kind of just saying life got crazy. What to do? I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, and I'm... My yeah. dogs are attacking oh, her. I'm God, sorry. I just got licked in the ear. It's okay. Yeah, we're at my house today. I love it. It out. Um, so yeah, no, life just got crazy. You now, let's see, what do we got? What do we got for the peeps? You are, I am, hi, my Bubba, my boy is trying to kiss me. I am now full-time at the store at Three Blessed Gems instead of my other job, which is actually going to let us have time to do this, (laughs) which is really cool. Um, what's new for you? Uh, just the IVF train, y'all. Yeah. It's, it's intense, but you know, whatever. It'll be worth it. Hopefully that, that that's what they keep saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's what they keep saying. That's what we're hoping um, for, right? But, uh, so you guys, we are the Corky Crime Sisters, y'all. Woo! We are the podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other. I get to hang out with her all the time now. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. I no, know. She's kidding. over <laughs> it already. And I'm so excited about um, it. And we like to uh, have an adult beverage or two. Or three or four. Or currently right now, neither of us are drinking. Yeah, neither of us are drinking. We're, but we are going to try some free rosé, like meaning like it has no alcohol. So we'll let you know. Okay, Paisley, can you get your paw off me? You're such an <laughs> oaf. I love you. but <laughs> um, And then we like to talk about some crazy shit while doing it. Oh my God, you guys, I have a, I, I'll tell you about the case in a moment, but Jesus, Jesus, this is ridiculous. So, um, well that overly sober bitch over there is Taylor. <laughs> that equally sober bitch over there is Nikki. And let me tell you, life is different while sober. While sober. <laughs> my poor body has been revolting. It's like, no, you can't do this. Here's massive diarrhea because <laughs> yes, seriously. you're not allowed to stop drinking like this. And even I was talking to a doctor today. And she's like, so you just stopped drinking like all the other. And I was like, yeah, although I had one drink last night, but it was one white claw. And even this morning, I'm like, oh, God, I'm tired. I didn't sleep well. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy, y'all, even if you don't actually drink that much. But once you quit drinking altogether and your body gets, like, sober and you detox and all that crazy stuff, like, you have one drink and you're just like, why did I do <laughs> What is happening to me? That's what I, I feel like, man. Even my stomach right now is not happy. But it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So uh, what are we talking about today, Tay? We are talking about, <laughs> sorry, our, again, my dog, she's a character, man. 
Do we want to talk about what we're drinking first, though? Oh, sure. What we're actually drinking today? Yeah, guys. We are... We both brought to the party. Um, <laughs> Gangsta style. Gangsta style. We both brought... Um, mine is a sparkling rosé from Free, so it's just alcohol-removed wine. I kind of want yours because it's sparkly. Well, I, yeah. Mine is (laughs) a Stella Rosa Naturals, non-alcoholic rosé. Stella non-alcoholic naturals are crafted in northern Italy using the finest ingredients and the finest fruit flavors. Enjoy chilled or served over ice as the perfect summertime beverage with family or friends. Our non-alcoholic Stella is light, bubbly, and oh, this is bubbly too, and delicious. <laughs> Experiment with a variety of fruits and juices to create your own mocktail. <laughs> 75 calories per serving. Please do not drink while impregnated. Um, Still? Oh, no. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I guess I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> it is vegan and gluten-free. Uh, but it doesn't say anything about while impregnated, right? Contains less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah, mine doesn't say that. Yeah, I don't see anything about the... I just said that. That That's so... I'm, something so, <laughs> I'm so used to that. So, hand me one of those... Uh, one no. of your can are we cracking this? Yeah. It's just bubbly, I guess. Oh, oh, you want to try this? I'm getting all up close and personal. Ready, set. Please don't explode. Oh, she is the cracker. I mean that non-offensively. <laughs> awesome. She smells good. Does she? Okay, pour herself some. Yeah, I got my cute wine glasses what we out. Got? Oh, oh, oh! And it is still a rosé color. Oh, oh! You hear the sparkles? <laughs> we always love a good sparkle color. Or sound. Uh, <laughs> I'm rusty. <laughs> rusty musty here. It smells good. It smells really good, actually. Right. I do love a good Martinelli's, so maybe this is it. But Yamas. Yeah, it's like a good Martinelli's. Oh, that's good. I'm not upset about that at all. That's really good. I feel like if we poured mine with this, it's going to be like... I'm trying it. I'm doing it. Yeah, do it. Because yours is probably a little more seltzery, huh? Yeah, mine's more seltzery than sweet. So here we go. Yeah, give this to me. Oh my god, that's the perfect combo. Done. It has taken a year and a half to find the perfect <laughs> alcohol-free solution, but here we are. Here we are. I love it. Okay. All right, Bean. So what is on the docket today? Because um, I didn't write a case and you wanted to regale me with this like crazy but banana story so let's hear it this is probably my new obsession i'm not gonna lie to you so when we've started this podcast move along paisley get out of my way please thank you <laughs> when we started this podcast um tiktok wasn't a thing and now i'm on tiktok of course because who's not and i've joined right. like a crime book club did i tell you about this no Yes. Yeah, she's withholding information. No, I was trying to tell you the other day we were on FaceTime, and sometimes that's never easy to get together on. But TikTok is this crime, like, conglomerate of things. And so I joined a a book club, essentially, on TikTok. You should do it because it's, like, no pressure. You don't have to pay to be in it. You just buy the books, and then they do a Zoom call at the end of every month. So you have a whole month to read the book, and they talk about it. Oh, cool. That's not what I, how I got this case. I was just telling you because I think that's really cool. 
<laughs> this has absolutely nothing to do with this case, but I just wanted you to know. I wanted you to know <laughs> that TikTok has a lot of crime and cool things. So this morning, you know, when you were into true crime, when you do a podcast, when you yeah. listen to it, when you consume everything in it, there are times where you just become desensitized. A hundred percent. And my old line of work as well was kind of similar. Like I, I would deal with a lot of these types of things like um, the R word. So rape. I want everyone to know today like there is it is about child abuse. So please be wary if that's something you can't handle. Do not listen today. Um, so just like a blanket trigger warning. Blanket trigger warning on this one today. I don't even go into super details because he's very gruesome. But want you to know that. Anyway. What caught my eye today... Sober or not, you still forget to breathe. I know. I just took a deep breath. I just thought about that, dude. Why are you breathing, bro? Why are you breathing? Okay. (laughs) Corkscrew here. My husband... Not my husband. I'm sorry. My soon-to-be husband and I... I don't know why I said that. Um... We'll get, like, annoyed of each other, and we'll take, like, a deep breath, or we'll just breathe, and one of us will be like, why are you breathing? Why are you sighing at me? So it's always, like, you can't take a, it's very, it's a very peaceful home. You can't take a deep breath in it. You love it. You can't, yeah, you can't even breathe. You can't even breathe in here. <laughs> so anyway, this morning, I'm, like, scrolling through TikTok, doing my thing, right, as my body's revolting, because I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm on the toilet. Um, and literally, this lady gets on there and goes, true crime does not bother me anymore but this case keeps me up at night and i was like oh well hello you're like okay you might be speaking my language i've never sprinted to find a book so fast and i cannot find one so what i'm gonna tell you today is a big overarching view of this case uh there's so many details and i'll kind of briefly touch on them okay but i've already got like 20 slides so let's do it i'm gonna talk about mr cruel today Mr. Cruel. Mr. Cruel. I'm going to briefly show you. I will post I these pictures. Feel like you do not. What the fuck? <laughs> so the pictures, I, I will post them on the Instagram, are of his ski mask, um, his, his traditional garb, and you see the three girls over there that are an issue. You feel like what? what? What is this one? Is this like a cartoon drawing of him? It's So it's actually... A cartoon, I want to say... So it's the one of the victim's renditions of what he looked like. Oh. And that is actually... Those ski masks are called balaclavas, which I learned. Oh. Because I was like, what is a balaclava? Because all I can think of is baklava. <laughs> and so I was like, it's not bak- He's not wearing baklava yeah, on his head. Wearing, very different. <laughs> he's not wearing a sweet pastry. Ba- ba- say it again. Balaclava. Balaclava. Okay. What were you going to say? I feel like what? I, I just, I feel like he looks like a cartoon there. And, mm. like, I feel like he looks like the little guy with, like, his eyes X'd out. And, you know. Yeah. Dude's scary as shit, whether he looks like this or not. Okay. Um, okay. Where, who, when? I'm telling you an, um, a cold case today. Um, oh. He's not being caught. So Oh, I hate this. Oh, I know. I hate this. Okay. I know. I, I need everybody to know if, I mean, obviously, I mean, we reach out pretty far. We've gone, we, we get across, you know, countries and all that kind of thing. Oh, oh. I'm buttoning my pants. Just get it, girl. My high-waisted jeans. I'm a little bloated. My high-waisted jeans are, like, too much at the moment. Oh, God. That's... Let my belly hang for it. Oh, man. I looked a little pregnant in the video I did earlier for the TikTok or for the Instagram. And I was like, wow, girlfriend. Anyway. okay. So we're going to Melbourne, Australia today. Mm. And like I said, we have... 
was a good day, mate. <laughs> we have listeners out there. So if you know anything, please, 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 please reach out. Say something. Say something. <laughs> um, uh, he's, like I said, he's never been caught. His crime spanned from the 1980s to the 1990s. <sighs> now, there are there is suspicion that his crimes went before 1980, but nothing's confirmed. Um so there's t- I didn't even get into those cases, but there's several cases they were like it could have been Mr. Cruel, um, but they weren't sure. I really don't even like his name for some reason. When you say Mr. Cruel, like the the image that comes to my mind is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, the Batman movie where he's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I was thinking Doctor Evil from Austin Powers. Oh, okay, yeah, that probably makes more sense oh than my God. mine. There's. <laughs> There's a another TikTok and it's Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Of course. And then it's Dr. Evil being like, well, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and I died. Um, yeah, so he actually got that name. It was a moniker that a different a newspaper, The Sun, had given him. Okay. And he ended up liking it. There is evidence to suggest that he possibly like was reading all about his own crimes, buying The Sun, indulging in it. Don't they normally, like, they, uh, people who, I mean, you haven't even gotten into his crimes yet, but they, this brand of people tend to, they're narcissists. They want to see, they want to know what people are saying about them, so. Yeah, he gives me a little bit of, like, Zodiac Killer and um, Golden State Killer vibes combined, and you're going to kind of see why, Mm, but between those things. I love it. That seems like a healthy cocktail. It's it's a great, (laughs) yeah, it's not a, it's, it's not, um. A cocktail for danger. Okay. Sounds good. Let's hear it. As my brain is detoxing, y'all, by the way, I'm having at a loss for words, so you might hear me pause a little bit more than normal, but we're going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) So he's labeled as a serial rapist. Okay. Serial child rapist, I should say. Female child rapist. Um, So fun. He's, we know for sure that he has raped three girls. Okay. Um, there is a murder that they suspect of a fourth girl that would have been him as well because they knew his MO at this point. Right. They knew his modus modus operandi to a T. And you're going to see why. It's pretty common. Is that what MO means? Yeah, modus operandi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know the definition. I know. Isn't that funny? That, that's how I felt about, um, didn't I tell you recently that rap sheet? Yes. Actually is an acronym. And I was like, yes. what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. There's a lot of different things. But... <laughs> Um, for two of the abductions, there was a $200,000 reward back then. Um, wow, that's and, a lot of money, especially yeah. back then. I'm gonna ca- You're going to get some calculations later about how much it would be now. Um, and sometime in the 2000s, the Victoria Police actually put, pushed it up to like $1 million for his capture. Because wow. he's so notorious. And it's scary because they never caught him. So let's get into the first confirmed crime that Dr. Cruel did. Do- I was going to say Dr. Cruel. Mr. Cruel. <laughs> Dr. Eva. I think I even said I was going to do Dr. Cruel to you. Um, I need to pause this episode for a second. Okay. I I, I, I don't know what's happening. My, my fiance was like, I hit a car, a text, and now he's not answering his phone Sorry. or texting me back. Was that burp on there? Oh, I was absolutely on there. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. I'm assuming he's fine because he's texting me. So we're going to carry on, but I might need to pause again at some point. Wild. Okay. We assume he's all right, though. I'm assuming he's all right. I hope he's all right. Texting me. I didn't actually even check, like, where the hoe was at. (laughs) I don't know why I called him a hoe. I'm sorry. I'm all (laughs) disheveled now. We're a mess now. It looks like he's at 
Top Golf. Maybe he just like hit it while he was parking. Or maybe he hit a car with a ball. He has been notorious for doing that. Oh, he is top golfing. Oh. He's notorious for hitting over the thing. He said, I hit a car. Yeah, and they're at Top Golf. So maybe he. Okay. If that dude. <laughs> More context next time. <laughs> I'm just saying it here. Us ladies know how to hide a body better than anybody. And he's real close on my shit list if that's what's going to happen. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm going to get recentered here. I'm going to be pissed. Okay, we're fine. <laughs> no, I'm all hot and sweaty. Hold on. <laughs> I need my jacket off. God, it was in my car. That's the other thing, too, where I was like, <gasps> I hit a car. No, that would make sense that it is, he hit it with a golf ball. He better have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I freeze up my pants and it's not. Okay. <sighs> okay, back to Melbourne. So August 22nd, 19, 1987. Um, it was a winter morning there. I guess in Australia, August is winter. Okay. Which is interesting because I have no nothing It's like about opposite it. of us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Mr. Cruel broke into a suburban home. And what they said is he actually detached a window pane in like the screen and got in. Um, How do you detach a whole window? Oh, they just pull right out. If you don't lock them or if they don't lock, they just pop right out. How do you think they fixed our window? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. In my head, the whole window, everything. <laughs> oh, no. Just enough for him to get in. Okay. Um, and this was in Lower Plenty, Melbourne, Australia. Okay. So it, all of these crimes are really close to each other. And I actually found this website called Who is Mr. Cruel, which is a really cool website. Um, and they have a whole map that has everything. So you can always go there. When he broke in, he was carrying a knife and a gun, um, which will become to be known as like just what he does. He always has a knife. He always has a gun. And he's always wearing a balaclava. So he's always wearing a ski mask. And Is that what they call it in Australia? Maybe. I don't know. But where, did, a, where did you get this name for it? It's on several of the sources. Oh, okay. But he's always doing, he's always concealing his identity to the T. This guy is pristine there's like no dna left from this dude does that mean when he's attacking and raping he's wearing a condom i don't know about that but i'll I'll, you'll find out how there's no dna in a second here oh okay so he gets in there he's a knife and a gun and he forces both parents to lie on their stomach something he'll do several times he then tied up their hands and their feet and then locked them in a closet which he will do several times to other other people this is where you're saying it's golden state killer yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, I don't like it. I'm going to need you to chill out, Paisley. I'm trying to tell a story. Thank you. <laughs> um, he, he used a knot on these guys, though. So as we're saying, he's really intelligent. Dude's, like, immaculate. The way he sets things up is ridiculous. And I have pictures I can show you that are, like, how he set up the crime scenes and recording and these types of things. Yeah. Um, but his... He has knowledge of nautical experience, and he has knowledge of forensic experience. Interesting. Hmm. However, so the knots he was using to tie people up were of a nautical experience. Okay. Um, So that, they always thought that would play really heavily into whatever background he had. Okay. Uh, Once he tied up the parents, put them in the closet, he tied up the seven-year-old son, and he put it to, like, a bed, um, but really didn't care about what was going on with the kid. He didn't care about the son. He was not there for him. Well, and that, and he probably didn't feel like the seven-year-old was really going to have, 
you know, be able to do anything against him, right? Right. But he wasn't there for the seven-year-old boy. He was there for the 11-year-old daughter. Mm. Um, it, over the next two hours, Mr. Cruel raped the 11-year-old. Um, and when he was done, he rifled through a box of old records and a blue jacket that was sitting there and just left. I mean, everybody likes a good record, but... I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, I don't, remember, I don't know which case it is, and I couldn't figure it out, but there was a case, and it might have been this one, where he, would, he stopped and, like, made himself a meal and, like, ate and wasn't hurried or anything like that. Um, again, Golden State Killer. When, when was the Golden State Killer again? Do you remember? I think it was around the same time. I'm just wondering if he's, like, emulating some of those things. Like, copycat style, you know what I mean? Right. Um... Let's see. 1976 to 1986. So it's very possible. Okay. Okay. Which is interesting. I haven't seen that theory yet at all. But it could be deeper on, like I said, that who's this Mr. Cruel website? Who is Mr. Cruel? Because their website's very detailed. Okay. So, okay. Rapes the girl. He leaves. Um, and this girl tells the police that at one point, he stopped assaulting her and made a phone call. She heard him threatening somebody on the phone and was like, move your children or they're going to be next. Literally quote. What? Um, he referred to this person as a bozo, which is honestly something he says a lot. Um, I don't have direct quotes for like other parts of the other crimes, but people refer to him saying bozo a lot. So it's something within his. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, a, it's the way you speak. Um, his like vocabulary, his vernacular vernacular that's the word i was looking for something is vernacular they actually say that a lot that he he speaks like he's lower class um interesting yeah so uses the word bozo what's interesting about this phone call and you'll find out why later is there's no record of it in the phone records it doesn't exist but okay but did he make the phone call from their house yes from their landline, keep in mind, because there's no cell phones at this time. So how does it not exist? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I don't have the... You were recording. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My um, microphone just fell off and I'm holding it. We're going to pause again for a short break. Oh, I think I have my microphone back. Is it working? Am I muted now? I... Oh, shit, I was muted. Okay, we're back. <laughs> My microphone, right when my sister was walking up to my house, just, like, fell off of its stand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's weird. And I thought I had, like, fixed it. And now it just fell off again. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Back to it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. So, yeah, there's no record of this call on the phone record. Okay, that is super weird to me, but okay. Super funky, right? There's a couple different things that could be. I mean, it could be the kid. Was there a way to make it? Back then, so that, like, no, go ahead. You you, you talk. You no, 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 no. I don't know how phone lines worked back then, but I was thinking, like, I'm wondering if the police had ever, at one point, thought the girl was not credible because of it. Oh, like, she had trauma, so she was just... Maybe, and I, I don't know for sure. That's just a thought I have had um, around this. Okay. So moving on to the second crime, police start investigating. They don't find much. Um, so it took over a year before Mr. Cruel did anything else. Hmm. 
Okay. Or that we know of. That that we know of, that was linked to him, all kinds of fun okay. things, right? Uh, so it was a few days after Christmas, the Willis family were all asleep. The family was John Willis, his wife, and he had four daughters. So where Lower Plenty is in Melbourne, Australia, this was a couple miles northeast of the crime in Lower Plenty. So really close to home still, which okay. they do say a lot of people commit crimes near their home because it's familiar. They know where they're at. They know how to get out of there. Right. Like, the, yeah. Unlike Israel Keys, who had, it's fine. I don't even he want to get into that. Bonk's case. He's crazy. Own, yes. yes. Um, so he breaks in again. He arrived in overalls and his ski mask again. He had his gun and he had his knife. Um, but he held the gun to Mr. Willis's head. Once again, he made both parents roll onto their stomachs or he bound and gagged them. And while he was there, he said to the parents, he said, hey, I'm just here for money. Like, I'm not here for anything else. Which would hopefully be a relief. I mean, not a relief that someone's robbing you, but in that moment, could you imagine him saying right, that and like, then being like, "Yes, great, cool, take the money and go. Take whatever you want, just leave her family alone. Right. Yeah. After that, what he did is he went around and cut every single phone line methodically within the house. Okay. And then he went into the room where all four girls were sleeping. Oh, I don't like this. The man went into the room and addressed 10-year-old Sharon Willis by name. <gasps> now, I'm going to say, I, I have the names of four particular girls in these cases. And typically, we don't talk about minors' names, but they, at all one point, were all abducted, so all their names are public. It's not like... What do you hidden. mean abducted? Abducted. So wait, you're going to hear. I'm just telling you. <gasps> That most of the time you don't speak about minors' names, but their names are everywhere. Okay. So. But he addressed her by name, which means he was probably watching the property for some time. Yeah, like he was staking out or something. How else would he have known her name? That's fucking creepy. I don't like that. I don't like that either. He blindfolded her, he gagged her, and he took some extra clothing of hers and just left with her. Bounced right out. I don't know if he didn't wake up the girls or what. But just took her. Just took her. At this point, John was able to free himself. And once he did, he realized the phone lines were cut and that Sharon was gone. And by the time he got next door, Mr. Cruel and Sharon had been gone for some time at this point. However, approximately 18 hours later, a woman found a young child just after midnight on a street corner. The child was wearing green garbage bags. And this was Sharon Willis. What? She was reunited with her family and went on to tell police what she had been through. So she wasn't able to give a physical description of Mr. Cruel because she was blindfolded (laughs) the whole time, right? So nothing she could do about that. Um, What did stick out to this young girl, however, and this will become his M.O., is that he fully bathed her before he brought her back. So he bathed her, washed all of her hair, washed off evidence. Exactly. Clipped her fingernails and toenails. Yep, because he didn't want any DNA left underneath of them. Brushed her teeth and flossed them. Yeah, oh God. He did feed her. He dressed her. Um, she goes on to say that he was very gentle with her during this portion of the time. Granted, she was also physically assaulted during all of this, sexually right, assaulted. Right. But um, they were able to connect these two cases really quickly because it's the same exact MO, just 
the kid was taken in the second one. I was going to say, he didn't take her in the first one, so that's okay. No, but we're escalating. Right. You can see the escalation, yeah. and you're going to see the escalation in the next couple cases. Um, so Melbourne quickly becomes freaked out because you have a serial rapist on the loose now. And of, of young girls. Of young girls, right? Yeah. So just like GSK, just like um, Ear On, Ear Ons, you, you know all these people. I just hit my microphone. It's going to fall off. I know. I'm scared of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's causing panic in the yeah, streets. Yeah, for sure. Which makes sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'd feel the same exact way. So his third and final confirmed attack okay. was on July 3rd, 1990. It was in Victoria, just south of Lower Plenty. So again, all within the same, yeah. We're all together, man. Um, the Linus family was renting a property in the prestigious area. And so many thought this was a really safe place. It was very, sure. it was prestigious. It was really expensive. It was nice. They thought it was secure. Um, but we proved that to be wrong. Yeah. Of course. Uh on this particular day, the two Linus daughters were left home alone and Brian and Rosemary were at a goodbye party. So they were like, you guys chill. You're good to go by yourselves. They were 15 and 13. Okay. So like, yeah. that seems like yeah, a reasonable that age. that seems okay. Yeah. So just before midnight, 15-year-old Fiona and 13-year-old Nicola had, were startled awake by a mate. Whoa. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> 15-year-old Fiona and 13-year-old Nicola were startled awake by a masked, masked intruder yelling uh, commands at them. Like, get up, do this, do that. Yeah. They they even say he was a little ranty during this. Like, um, he was, like, just kind of, like, all over. Might be a little unhinged. We're not totally sure yet. <laughs> um, I would say unhinged is a good... Um, That's a good term for it? Yeah. Great. Will you grab me another free so I can crack it and put it in here? I know, it's good with that. It's really good. I'm digging it. Um... Uh, so once again, he had a knife and a gun, as is particularly normal for him at this point. Um, I, he told Nicola, so the younger of the two, to go into a different room to grab her Presbyterian Ladies College School uniform. Oh. Yeah. A little creepy, right? And while she was doing that, he tied up Fiona, the older one, 15 years old, to the, her bed. Um, while she was tying... While she was tied up, Mr. Cruel told Fiona that her father, Brian, would need to pay $25,000 for Nicola's return. So that's pro- approximately $55,000 today. Okay, so again, he knew names. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we're asking a ransom. Right. See, we're escalating every time. Mm. He then took off with Nicola in a rental car the family that had that was parked in the driveway, which is super funky to me. Uh, yeah, that he would show up to... Uh, to- kidnap somebody but not have a means of transportation of escaping well he drove half a mile down the road and just transferred into his own vehicle after that (laughs) paisley (laughs) stop it you're done you got done they don't whine all day and then we start recording they're like oh my god what's happening i'm so abused Literally only 20 minutes after the abduction, Brian and Rosemary returned home to find Fiona just tied to the bed mm. with this, with a ransom note about the $25,000. Yeah. Um, and after just a couple of days, Nicola was dropped off at an electricity station close to her home. She was fully dressed, wrapped in a blanket, still blindfolded and freshly bathed. What a weirdo. Only after she was sure that Mr. Cruel was gone, she removed her blindfold and made her way to a nearby house and called home. Yeah. 
Uh, she was bound and assaulted for 50 hours. Oh, God. Part of, again, this meticulous part of Mr. Cruel we're talking about is he literally took her and he told Nicola, he goes, I'm going to have you for exactly 50 hours. And on the 50 hour mark, he dropped her off at that corner. Weird. Yep. <sighs> Nicola, for whatever reason, and I, I couldn't figure this out, was actually able to see a little bit of a physical description of the dude. Okay. So she thought he was approximately five foot eight and that he had reddish brown hair. Okay. Um, and what makes hers, and again, this is a little bit further into the assault. What, what makes her assault sound really horrific, and it's, it's said he might have used this on other people, is they, she, they actually had her, he had her lie down in his bed, and he had a neck brace attached to the bed. Oh, God. I know. Is, I mean, exactly. So these poor girls were literally strapped into a neck brace and physically assaulted. Could you imagine being that immobilized while you're... No. And the whole I, thing sounds fucking awful. I just have to... It's got to hurt because you're being plunged into it, right? Ugh. With the thrusts. Not that I want to think about it that deeply, but I got to imagine it hurts. Oh, God. Also, you're going to hear my dogs eat for about two minutes. I'm sorry. They're being hellacious. <laughs> anyway. Um... Nicola did state that she heard him speaking to a different person during her captivity, but again, never heard a response from the guy. Weird. Okay. So there was kind of speculation. It's like, okay, were there two cooperators? But police are like, they didn't, he didn't respond. That's not likely. Yeah. Um, she also recalled, and so did Sharon Willis, who we heard last time, or the crime before. Yeah. Both of them actually heard planes flying overhead. So they were like, are we near the airport? Okay. That's a good detail. Great detail, right? Um, uh, Car with a ball. Car with a ball? Oh. <laughs> you, look, you looked at your phone. Oh, I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, Nicola stated that he did say to her you will be taken to a hospital and they will test you you will be examined by a police surgeon they'll be looking for evidence to link me to you and they won't find anything oh god i know so now we're gonna go into the fourth crime okay um this isn't directly confirmed that it was him okay there's a lot of evidence that suggests it, though. Just some, okay, yep. Yep. So, again, April 13th, 1991, Mr. Cruel broke into the home of John and Phyllis Chan, 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 C-H-A-N, Chan, probably. Yeah. Um, if that's wrong, I'm so sorry. In another <laughs> affluent district. So he's, like, attacking places that should be secure and safe. Yeah, well, it's probably another part to his escalating and, like, uh, making it, like, I'm so smart, I can do this. Right. Um, that... <laughs> Stop yawning over there. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, that evening, 13-year-old Carmaine was to watch over her two younger siblings. I like that name. Yeah, it's like Car... It's C K A R M E I N instead of Carbon. Carmaine. I like it. I do, too. Uh, it was believed that Mr. Cruel, again, would stake out houses and sit there for a long time. So he was just watching mm. and waiting. And the family had a family restaurant. Okay. Uh, they're thinking he would stake out houses for weeks or months even. I hate that. I know. Um, so he knew that the, Ch the Chans weren't going to be there because... 
They'd be working. They'd be working. Yeah. Right. So at 840, Carmaine and her sister went to the kitchen to make food where they found Mr. Cruel in his usual balaclava and a green tracksuit. Oh, we liked a green tracksuit. All right. I know. He said that he only wanted their money. Again. Again. And forced the two younger siblings into a closet. Again. Ow. I keep hitting my <laughs> microphone. It's like, I'm not used to this setup. Um, he claimed that he needed Carmaine to show him where all the money was. Mm. And he ended up pushing the bed in front of the closet so the two younger sisters were unable to escape. They were like stuck in there. They were stuck in there. But he took Carmaine and left. Now, these two little badasses here were able to push the bed away from the closet and get out. Good for them. I know. And they ended up calling their father at the family restaurant where he then called the police. Yeah. Uh, when police came to investigate, they found a note on the family's Toyota Camry that read, Payback, Asian drug dealer, more, more to come. What? Yeah. So that's already <laughs> weird. Uh, days later, the Chans posted a ciphered letter in the papers that only Carmaine would be able to decipher, which is a really interesting thing to me. I don't know. I didn't huh. get further into why, but that's really interesting. Um, they offered 300000 in exchange for their daughter. Oh, wow. Today, that's $624,000. Heck yeah, if you've got to do it, right? Right. I imagine that's all they had. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. Um, Carmaine's abduction triggered one of the largest manhunts in Australian history, known as Operation Spectrum. Oh, wow. This was a multi-million dollar endeavor that, that cost thousands of hours in police forces um volunteer forces everyone's trying to find this girl um but nearly one year after the abduction a man would find a fully decomposed skeleton on april 9th 1992 that was carmaine chen so he he escalated now to murder an autopsy revealed that she had been shot three times in the head execution style shortly after her abduction which is i mean that's maybe the small blessing is he didn't have her that long um, Carmaine's mother believed her daughter was too stubborn and fought back and learned too much about Mr. Cruel making it so that he had to kill her. Okay. Operation Spectrum continued and was a 40-man task force for a couple years following. Wow. They searched over 30,000 homes and never found a clue. They interviewed 27,000 suspects and never found anything. Wow. It was shelved for good in 1994. So those are his key crimes. Like I said, there are crimes from before the first one that people speculate are him. But I wasn't going to get into those today. Um, these are just the little things that I thought were interesting to know and I wanted you to know. Um, so like I said, it's believed he videotaped and took videos of his victims or photos of his victims. Um, there's a diagram and I need to find it. That literally shows how he set up his tripod to his bed and stuff. Oh, my gosh. How do they know all this if if he's never been found? Th- that's a great question. That, Like I said, I wasn't able to get... I did this in about an hour and a half. So I wasn't able to get fully into it. And I want to look way more into this case because I'm so interested. Um, Billy Jensen and Paul Holes cover it. Ooh. Um, on the Murder Squad, which is there. And it's an amazing podcast. And I started to listen to it. And I didn't finish it today. But... Um, He's thought to still be alive, and he will have definitely kept these recordings. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to get Paisley some wine? I'm trying, but she's like, it has an aversion to it. 
Yeah, good. Don't go to peer pressure. This is the alcohol-free stuff, Pepe. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, I want the good stuff. Nope. <laughs> Um, there is speculation through profiling, of course, that he has swapped these recordings and actively still participates in child pornography and talks to children on chat lines. So I don't like any of this. I don't like any of it either. So that's an option. Um, he always bathes his victims carefully, and one victim stated like a mother washing a baby. Um, in two cases, he took a second set of clothing. Paisley. Jeez. <laughs> Ma'am. This is not the time to play. <laughs> sorry she just chucked a toy sorry. at her well, i was trying to get her to stop i know in so in two cases uh he took a second set of clothing from the home in order to dress the girls before they were freed yeah um and there is speculation oh i already said about this speculation there were earlier you know, been earlier crimes um this man was intelligent calculated was able to wash away all evidence and even planted red herrings <gasps> what are the red herrings pay pay Excuse me. So remember that <laughs> phone call in the first thing that had no record? Oh, yeah. It was a red herring to throw police off. So he didn't actually make the call. The girl, he just sounded like he did. Yep. <gasps> um. Remember when he was talking to somebody but no one responded? That was a red herring. It's a red herring. Pretending to seek $25,000 ransom during that abduction. So that was also a red herring. What the fuck? Um, pretended to look for money in every single time. Was trying to throw people off. Um, the ransom on the Chan's cars with the Asian drug dealer. Yeah. Red herring. Yeah. All of these were literally just him throwing people off. Okay. What the fuck? I mean, it obviously worked if they still haven't found him, right? You know, you would think, right? So that's really the base of it. Now, there have been suspects. Okay. But nothing definitive. So somebody that comes up a lot when you're looking at this case is Brian Elkner. Um, but there's just not enough about him to state that he is... That it's him. Um, so he did commit a lot of rape, which is one of the main reasons in that area during those time periods. So that's part of the reason. Okay, I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, if he's done such a good job of, like, hiding it and making sure that, like, he's not found, yeah. then why would he be sloppy with all these other ones? You're not wrong because he was in prison. Like, that just doesn't even make sense to me. If you're going to be so meticulous. Maybe in a different episode I'll go into it, but there are six other suspects that have never been publicly named. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's really the essence of it. Crazy. I Thanks, I hate it. I Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> thanks, I don't love anything about that. Uh, to conclude, my fiancé hit a car with a golf ball, not the Subaru. I called it! <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, But anyway, yeah, this is the case I'm going to keep thinking about. I'm going to look further into it. So maybe I'll give like a small micro, like finish up suspects update. Because I think there was, I saw something that said that there had been an update recently in the case. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry, your dog. No, I know. I don't. 
Um, She's ridiculous. I'm so sorry. Well, good job, Bean. That was awesome. Thank like, you. I'm fully. I need to know when. So here, May. Se- wait, wait, wait. What? May second, 2022. Cold case breakthrough as new lead and uncovered. Did uncover- you just say May second because of? We have not reached May 2nd, 2022 yet. March 2nd, 2022. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you can see into the future. What? <laughs> oh no, dude, I am a prophet. <laughs> I fully believe this at the store. Sometimes I'm like, she's going to buy a Louis Vuitton from us. And then she does. Yeah. We don't sell Louis Vuittons though. You're correct. Anyway. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> okay. March 2nd, 2022, cold case breakthrough is newly uncovered on identity of mass child killer, <gasps> Mr. Cruel, who terrified Melbourne by abducting young girls from their homes. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to like see what it's all about. Now cutting edge technology has created a possible link between the attacker and the electricity industry in Melbourne. What? A world-first software known as GIS was used by experts to create a map linking similarities between the three abductions. Mr. Cruel's first victim was not ruined from her house and was instead assaulted just meters away from her parents. The next three were all abducted. Two were returned home. His second victim was dropped off at the electrical substation. Oh, right. His third victim was released near a substation in Kew... Each victim lived near substations. Her four, the fourth victim was found near a substation. Interesting. Two of them. <sighs> the connection suggests Mr. Cruel may have worked or posed as a substation employee or lived close by. Oh. The fact that it's all in about a 20 minute drive from another in the area has, has an offender who feels comfortable in order to function. What the? Hmm. So, so stay tuned. Stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, they made like a whole triangle. Not a triangle. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? You dick. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Clearly. <laughs> it's when they... Okay, so, uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> what they'll do is they will literally take like where all the crimes are created and map it and then be able to surmise maybe where they live based on where all the crimes gotcha. are. Gotcha. So they cre- created the triangle. Got it. Gotta hit you. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, more to come. Um, I'll update you if anything comes of that. That's really interesting, though. Um, yeah. I don't know. This case, I wouldn't say it keeps me awake at night, like the one TikToker said. What I will say is I'm very interested, especially because you're not a child anymore. Well, no, I mean more of like I didn't get into the nitty gritty details. Maybe that's what she's talking about. And maybe I will later on for us because we don't hold anything back here. This was a very light dive. Um, But I will say I'm really curious, like for somebody to be able to fully wipe away all of their DNA. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's wild. And even the the article I was just reading to you guys now said that. And also that was from the Daily UK. I want to give um, definite props for that. So anyway, yeah, that is the case of Mr. Cruel. Oh, thanks. I hate it. I know. I'm I'm glad I was able to regale you with that Tori story. <sighs> All right. Should we lighten the mood? 
Yeah, you want a joke? Cause I can't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Give me, a, give me your, give me your best joke, girl. Uh, I don't know if it's my best, but it's a joke. Time for corky clippings. It's time for corky clippings. Um, what do bees dress up for on Halloween? What? Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you guys my cheesy one, but that Taylor already knows. Um, what is a serial killer's favorite <clears throat> shoes? What? White Vans. Yes. <laughs> I also love Vans, so I think it cracks me up even more. <laughs> All right, are we ready for these? Yes, hit hey. me with it. We need to lighten the mood. This was we not do. a good one. I don't like it. It was so dark. Hit me with it. <laughs> okay. Um, so Texas police find reported skeletal remains. Okay. They were a plastic prop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not funny because it screws with investigations. Okay. But, um, so funny. Lucy from Wine and Crime. Yeah. She remodeled her house. And I only, because I, I listened to them, she said that like in the corner, there was like a corner they were going to put like the skeleton. Yeah. In. And yep. it was like plastic props or whatever yeah. and i was like yes so that 20 years from now when someone remodels it'll be there yes yeah <laughs> i've I seen would, that i'd lose my shit i'd do it okay um herd of deer overruns wisconsin pub one smashes through window oh got a little drunk <laughs> and uh it's like me at the window in greece that i <laughs> <Yes>. fell through <laughs> so close story for a different time <laughs> I've never seen somebody run over faster and close a window so that a drunk person doesn't fall out of it. (laughs) It wasn't that high of a fall, I don't think. Uh, Okay. Um, Florida man, because, you know, Florida. Florida man asks cop to test the purity of his meth. Oh, no. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Sir, you're arresting me. Can you let me know how good this shit is? Tell me how good it is. See if I got gypped at least while we're here. Freaking idiots. I love it. Okay, and then this is my favorite one. I'm ready. Okay. Horse herpes outbreak forces rodeo queens to ride stick ponies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Can you imagine? They've got stick ponies. Oh, my gosh. It's like retirement homes have the highest (laughs) STD rates. But these horse, I first of all, horse herpes, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I could just imagine these rodeo queens on, their, like, on a stick pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it. Uh, all right, that was the Corky Clippings this week. Yay! But um, thanks. thanks. Thanks for joining us all. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming back to the Corky Cave. Um, we're going to shoot for John Bonet theories next week. Yeah. Hopefully, if not, maybe dangerous places or we have like brand murders like Gucci and Versace. We've we got cover. some stuff in the works. We're just not sure which one's coming next. Yes. So stay tuned. All right. All well, right. Well, we appreciate you all. Yes. Yes.